Hello, hello, and welcome to another effervescent edition of Podcast Dark Elevation. As always, I am your host, Dirk Elevation, bringing you the only podcast that explores the world of wrestling, not just as the other podcast out there. You're, this is not your your grandfather's wrestling podcast. This isn't your everyday, you know, the podcast that you see on the street every day. This is a very special one, specifically about AEW's Dark and Dark Elevation programming. We have some good stuff to talk about this week. I apologize for missing last week's episode. I, 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 I missed it, but if it makes you feel better, I also missed uh, Dynamite and Rampage last week, so I still haven't watched those. I finally got a day to catch up, and because I love all of you out there, I forego watching them in order to make sure that I watched this week's Dark and Dark Elevation, and they were good. And last week's Dark and Dark Elevation were also good. They're really, I felt bad not being able to talk about it because it was some quality programming. And this week's was pretty not as good as last week's, but also still pretty good. It is funny that they've been doing more separated rampages, uh, rampages filmed or or done live without the the dynamite episode with it which should be improving the rampages it hasn't really done that the rampages have not improved but the darks and dark elevations have gotten noticeably better in the last couple of weeks anyway let's get back let's get right into it we can't get back into it we haven't even started yet but we'll start now with AEW dark elevation number 88 this was done in Baltimore at the Chesapeake Arena. I, th- I believe Riccoboni mentioned that this is where uh, uh, UMBC plays their home games. And, of course, they were the only team to ever win as the 16th seed in March Madness. Thank you, Riccoboni, for always tying everything in to the real world, to good stuff. Like the time that Virginia lost, right? We hate Virginia. Boo. I don't know anything about college basketball. They might be a fine team. They, they're probably great. They probably don't have... I'm not going to look it up, but I'm going to guess they don't have a racist mascot. And if if it is, I apologize. But... We start off with Abaddon defeating Amy Rose in a minute and 45 seconds. So, I, I guess a, a Sonic character. Um, Abaddon, they... Uh, our announced team did a better job of using they, them pronouns to describe Abaddon. They didn't hit it 100% of the time, but I think that for most people, it's it's hard to shift into a world of, of genderless pro, uh, uh, genderless pronouns uh, as, a, as of default. And I think that it's good uh, that they're at least trying. And, and I, I, that, that's, all, that's all. Anyway, Amy Rose is a Sonic character. That's all I know. And Riccoboni told us uh, that Amy Rose used to be a a manager in ROH. So immediately I was like, all right, well, if if Riccoboni knows her as a manager, I'm not going to take her very seriously. So I didn't. And she 
didn't do very much to make me think that I had to. Abaddon had more of a intimidating powerhouse style game than we usually see out of them. That was they're usually kind of playful in their demonic scariness. This time it was just straight up beating the hell out of their opponent, which is a an interesting take. It's not clear what is next for Abaddon. I do understand the idea that they need to be built up. If you think that this is the sort of spooky gimmick that could have legs, that could be something special, I can see why you invest in it early and and let it build up on dark but for a gimmick like that it does start to if abaddon is like if abaddon has otherworldly powers and those otherworldly powers cannot get you off of dark and dark of elevation uh, the 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 occult and the if you're going to submit your your life and your your soul to demonic forces you should at least get TV time for that, I I would say. So it do, there is some some missing. It doesn't seem like Abaddon is getting as much on that Faustian bargain. That we don't know what the lore is, and I don't particularly care what the lore is. It could be something that has been thrust upon them. They may have never made that deal, but the point is, it kind of sucks to have all of those powers and then. You can't even get on Rampage. Ugh. Anyway, the ROH Six, wor- six World Man. The Six World Man. If, if, if that sounds like one of those, uh, like, if the Earth was only 100 people, this would be the breakdown. If the Earth was only six people. Anyway, you know what I mean, the Six Man. We had Dalton Castle and the boys defeating the Trust Busters in the form of Ari Davari, Jeeves K, and Slim J, with Parker Boudreaux and Sonny Kiss on the sidelines, just hanging out. Five minutes and 25 seconds. I don't know why you would keep perhaps the two most interesting people on the sidelines. Jeeves K, it's harder for him to be a butler if he is also wrestling. There, you, you have to be able to see the downside to that plan. I also, I would like to see Jeeves work a little bit more on maintaining that sort of stiff upper lip butler style. In his wrestling, we know based on what he's done before that he can get into a, like a sort of a silly character in his wrestling. I'm talking, of course, about Massage Force. And, yeah, so so Bergeron and, and Sonny were, were on the outside looking in. They did not participate in the match. They may have done a little bit of cheating, but they were barely there. They didn't even get... They didn't even get a boy thrown at them. I thought for sure that would be the time that they would get involved was to get to get pelted with boys they didn't even get that if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a dalton castle match and not even get a boy thrown at you 
I mean, why'd you even come to the ring at that point? You didn't even get the, the whole benefit of being there. Paul White said that he thinks Dalton Castle and the boys may be the top trio in AEW, which is interesting because there is another trio that has another title. Good luck figuring out how you how you handle that. I'm 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 in favor of of you figuring it out. But if it was me at this point, I would be consolidating those two trios belts. Just, that's just me, and 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 that's me, a guy who has no idea what the plan is for Ring of Honor. But it's a lot. With Athena defeating Abby Jane in three minutes. Didn't get a chance to talk about what Athena's been doing last week. She had they, I, I, I got a hand to him. I, got, I, it was it was a pretty, pretty smart booking decision, to for people to be like, oh, uh, look at Athena. She's so unprofessional. Look at how hard she's hitting. Look at all of this hard style, like like beat 'em up type of roughhousing, that that's getting a bunch of nerds angry. So that they, what did they do? They teamed, they teamed her with Janai Kai for a match. Someone who's known as the Kick Demon. So, so she had the Kick Demon fighting her. In, in case you're wondering if anybody thinks that there's a problem with with what Athena's doing, any anyone with a serious problem, and any serious person with a serious problem. Because you can't just say things like, oh, nobody has any trouble with that. There's, this whole internet's full of a bunch of freaks and weirdos. So whatever, in the same way that there's somebody out there who's into everything, there's somebody out there who's not into everything. It's like a, you know, a rule negative 34 or something like that. So, uh, anyway, she beats Abby Jane. Abby Jane has a skirt. She's pretty clearly supposed to be a baby face she gets her shit rocked by athena athena beats the hell out of her i think it seems pretty clear that athena is turning heel and listen more power to her we will get some more some more heel strength in the division she can certainly get set up to I, I don't know what would be. Let's say Jamie Hayter wins the title and Tony Storm needs something to be doing in the time being. Athena, a feud with Athena, that could be something. There's a number of things you can do with this new, darker Athena personality. And I like it. I'm, I mean, we've always known that Athena has had the skills, but just this little tweak of her personality that has made her somebody who's like, like skilled and sadistic has, has been, it's been good for her. It's been a, a welcome adjustment. Ty Mello defeats Trish Adora in two minutes and 10 seconds. I sure would have hoped that Trish Adora got a little more offense in this match, but I do think Ty Mello getting rebuilt up as a serious contender is is good. I think that's great. I she did those like corner kicks that she loves to do. 
and it was sort of like a, a nice blast from the past because we haven't seen her in a lot of singles matches as of recent. So it was just nice to get her. Uh, she fought a singles match on Rampage on Friday. I forgot I haven't watched that yet. Uh, so m- maybe I'll check that out as well. But it was nice to see Ty Mello getting getting a win in. She's getting some some good reps. And, uh, again, maybe I wanted to see more out of Trisha Dora. Maybe I wanted to see a little bit more of a fight. But Ty Mello is a great person to have at this point Trisha Dora facing if you want Trish to get cheered when she throws those forearms because it worked here. I don't think a lot of the crowd necessarily knew Trisha Dora, although she was in the D.C. Uh, well, I guess Baltimore is its own metro area, but we 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 know what what we mean when we say D.C. metro area. We I think we're all in agreement that that kind of includes Baltimore. You know, where if you're in Baltimore, what what uh, what basketball team are you rooting for? Not the Baltimore Bullets. They don't exist anymore. They moved to Washington, D.C., and then they got rid of the whole bullet thing. Now they have magical powers, but still can't win. Much like, in many ways, Abaddon is the Washington Wizards. Oh, wow. Dante Martin defeats Eli Isom in 6 minutes and 35 seconds. Felt a little long. I, I can see now, looking at the time, that was a little bit of a long one. I'm in what can only be described as a bad place with Dante Martin right now, in that I just... I feel like I've seen everything that is in his young 25-year-old arsenal, and I've seen it a lot, and he doesn't have... He doesn't have a direction. He's... Still incredible to watch. He has incredible feats that he is able to accomplish, but they just don't hit as well right now because I've I, I he's plateaued a little bit as a performer. I think and and I think that he's he's directionless as a character, and that's a bad combination to be in right now. And I don't and I and I think that he still was going to get better. I think he's going to be a huge star i think he's going to be we have not seen anywhere near the potential for dante martin but come on i need i need something to either i need something to care about with him at the moment that i don't really have he's going to be in the tournament i assume he's going to lose i believe he's facing brian cage I, and I think he's gonna—he's probably gonna lose that that match to Brian Cage. And whatever is next, then is next. I don't know. But I—I—I I, I need a little bit something more out of him because it—it bums me out to not have a full, just, just like hooting and hollering and stomping on the ground when he does his really cool stuff. I, I should, because I should be like that, and I just am not right now. But we like we like Dante Martin. The factory that is Cole Carter, Lee Johnson, and QT Marshall defeat 
Cheeseburger, Logan Easton LaRue, and Rhett Titus. So the Lee Johnson is in the factory now. I kind of like that for him. Strictly since the alternative was just not being on TV, not doing anything. I don't know what happened to Brock Lee. Because I, I feel like we haven't seen Brock Anderson in a minute either. But Lee Johnson being in the factories is is probably good. It's good for them. They now have five regular members and then Anthony Agogo, who sometimes shows up. That's a lot of people in the factory. And maybe the factory needs should be something like that where they're not like a, a super aligned because there's also Blake Lee. Maybe they don't have to be a super aligned group. Uh, it's just a thing that people know that you trained with QT Marshall. I, I don't know. Also, I believe, yes, after this match, they were interrupted by some sort of very cryptic promo it looked like there were two nails in black and white on a floor and then another nail was taken. One of the two nails was taken away. So what does that mean? I don't know. I, I could not begin to speculate. Maybe I need a QR code and, and a series of numbers. Who can who can say? Uh, Cheeseburger got an entrance. That was nice. He had music. They walked down to the ring. His fellow uh, compatriots walked down with him. Logan Easton Larue looked good. Looks heelish. I don't I don't know if if I buy him being part of this team. But you know sometimes these teams just get sort of thrown together. Rhett Titus also kind of heelish. I don't. I was trying to figure out why Rhett Titus never quite hits right for me, and I think the reason is he's named like a Southern aristocrat or some sort of British man, and then he looks like maybe he's the the bassist for Puddle of Mud or something like that. He his look. Does not match his name. And that's been the thing keeping me from getting totally on board with him. I mean, somebody saw something with him in him at some time. Because he was TV champion of ROH when ROH was purchased. So maybe there's something in with him that I just haven't seen yet. I mean, he seems perfectly fine. I wouldn't be like what the hell if he if I saw him on dynamite I wouldn't be like very confused the way I might be if Logan Easton LaRue was on dynamite uh, and cheeseburger can be on TV anytime he wants as far as I'm concerned as far as I'm concerned we should find some reason for cheeseburger to be on TV Eddie Kingston and Ortiz defeat Joe Keys and Miles Hawkins in three minutes and 25 seconds I don't I don't know what I think about this Eddie Kingston thing. I don't know if I like it at all. 
I don't know if I feel like they're wasting one of the most over people in all of wrestling on this gimmick that he just the the voices in his head tell him to do Randy Orton things, put chairs on guys and not let go of submission holds. I don't know if Randy Orton's ever done a submission hold. I can't remember. I I can't remember. what is it was he gonna hold him in the RKO longer as like some kind of a headlock. Just hold him in that the 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 punt formation for I don't know. But it, I don't know I don't and then Ortiz has to tell him don't do it. And then he had, he's just he's just like getting premeditated mad, it cause he like is leaving the ring to go get a chair and like throwing chairs into the ring, and and he's like sorry sorry I I lost my temper like it's so premeditated the things that he's going to do, that it does not feel like he's losing control or he's or he doesn't have control. I don't know, man. I don't know at all. Kip Sabian d- with uh with Penelope Ford defeats Alex Reynolds with John Silver in eight minutes and fifteen seconds. I don't know if this had to be that long. I know I've been on the record being like, "Hey, Kip Sabian's not my favorite." I like him with Penelope Ford. I hope Penelope is not hurt a bunch. I know she missed at least one match because she was hurt. I hope we see her back in the ring soon because I liked what the two of them were doing together. Kip Sabian alone, I, and I knew he was going to beat Alex Reynolds because Alex Reynolds doesn't win. If 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 it was John Silver, then then I would be at least wondering what's going to happen. But Alex Reynolds, the poor guy, just doesn't get a, doesn't get singles wins. So, uh, I I did not, I don't know. The box has to go. He doesn't even wear the box on his head anymore. He just carries it with him. He carries a head-shaped box to the ring. And not in like a seven way where we're like, what's in the box? We, we know what was in the box. It, it is the still-attached head. And I'm sorry to this man for not seeing what he's being built towards, but I, I don't need him winning eight-minute dark matches. I would much rather see somebody else's momentum swinging up. I would rather give a few minutes for Trisha Dora to defend herself against Ty Mello. We know that she can. Best friends. As it's Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero with Danhausen defeat on Helico and the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny. So this was fun. I enjoy the people in this match. On Helico pulled out some of his fun little holds that I had never seen before. Um. The ending was all sorts of choppy. I'm not sure what happened. It seems like... I don't know what was about to happen, but Danhausen... It cuts to Danhausen already in the ring. It, it seems like he was about to curse the bunny for interfering, but then the butcher stood in the way, so Danhausen cursed him in the yam bag region. 
I don't know what happened that they had to chop it up a little bit at the end there, but it, it, I guess it could have been a little bit smoother. Uh, I liked that they, I think, tried to make some sort of subtle references to why the butcher and the blade and Helico were there. Because Paul, as, as usual, is just all over the place, and he doesn't understand that these guys were part of a, of a faction for like a long time for a long time that where Paul himself was also part of this company uh, almost certainly I'm pretty certain certain that they joined the AFO or the HFO that then became the AFO which is now I guess sort of uh, uh, Los Ignorab the, the, the Spanish ungovernables I can't even say ungovernables in English. What a that's that's the the longest feud going in in wrestling right now is me trying to say los ignorables. Oh, I, again, I don't know if Angelico is part of them. Butcher and the Blade has shown more stuff with them. I I hope that they clarify that. I and but I also don't know what. If they're not part of Los Ingomerables, if they're not a part of that, then who is a part of it? Roosh and Jose the Assistant? Because we have not seen our other friend in a minute. And that was the end of this episode. So, a few decent things in there. Uh, the, the the main event, you can check that out. If you're not checking out the Athena stuff, oh, you're missing. If you're uh, Athena and Dalton Castle, two of the the brightest stars in recent Dark and Dark Elevation, and you get both of them on this, so it has certainly that going for it. And we'll be back with Dark right after this word from our sponsors. And we're back with. AEW Dark number 169. These are uh, matches that were taped in Jacksonville at Daly's Place, which, as I've said before, I think is a great place for darks and elevations. But we start off with Zach Clayton defeating Blake Lee, the hidden mystery member of the... Uh, what are they called? The factory. I already forgot. This happened... I, I I don't have very much to to say about it. I don't I don't know how far Zach Clayton actually goes. I guess he, getting some wins is good for him. I he still had one second of match on television that I can recall, and it was a, a very very quick loss to Hook. So I don't I don't see. I guess theoretically, if he lasted a minute in his next televised match, that would be a improvement for him. But I don't see much more than that anytime too soon. We saw Kayla Rossi with Diamond Sheik defeating Ashley Dambois. Uh, I think Kayla Rossi is great. She's very strong. She will beat people up. She isn't 
totally there yet, but she's she's getting there, and she. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what what exactly would be. The next step, maybe you. You get her into some sort of a. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to do with Kay- I this is even less than I know what to do with Abaddon. What what you do with Kayla Rossi? I mean, right now she has, she has Diamond Sheik with her. Previously, she had been with Joey Janela. Maybe you can find another spot for her, where she's somebody's heater, in the same way. I'm not trying to put Diamond Sheik out of a job. I don't know much about him, and I don't know... I mean, he, his name is Diamond Sheik, so I, it, that would imply that he would be fine without a job. But... Uh, Kayla Rossi is maybe... Oh, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe you bring back... When Thunder Rosa comes back, if Tony is still a champ, or Jamie is a face of the champ, and, and Thunder Rosa comes back, you... She she's going to have a heel turn, and you have uh, Kayla Rossi as her heater for for heel Rosa. I don't know. There there are, or, or or that could be Britt Baker. Oh, so you're leaving me, Jamie Hater? Do you want to be a good guy? Well, luckily I found an even bigger and stronger person to back me up because I never lose. I'm DMD. That's that's something. There are things you can do with her. Ashley Dembois, I always like to see. She makes everybody look really good. Uh, her first ever match that she ever had was on Dark Elevation. So she is a a a a, a dark baby. I'm, whoa. Oh, that's not right. That does not sound right. No. No. We need to find a term for people who had their first match ever on Dark. There, there's probably not many. There's people who had their first ever match in AEW, such as uh, Hook or uh, Jade Cargill. Not... I, I, we're going to find a much better name for what... For what you are, Ashley Dembois, but she really has taken to wrestling. She does a really good job of making her opponents look good. This was not her best uh, in that regard. She's with somebody who's also sort of a, a a newer wrestler, so she did not hit that complete stride the way that she has in previous instances. Uh, but always, always do enjoy seeing her. We have the Guns with Dub Morrissey defeating BK Klein and Jarrett Diaz. Remember when I I, uh, reached out and asked after there was a guy named uh, Ward Crew if you were to make your team name after uh, stores in the mall? Well, it looks like Burger King and Calvin Klein were right near one another for Mr. BK Klein. I don't. Does Calvin Klein have their own stores? We're not gonna research that. So him and Jared Diaz, uh, BK Klein looked very silly, not knowing what to do when both of the guns were down. 
they they framed it like it was a rookie mistake. And okay, whatever. W. Morrissey speaks after the match. He did not say very much. Uh, the guns show up to this match dressed like the uh, FTR. They even get the crowd with the FTR music. Which I hope FTR was on this show because that would be a bummer. They were they wear the 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 bald cap and the wig. Uh, Colton Gunn made me wear that wing all the time, man. Because I did not. I I've never liked your look. You look like kind of a wet guy. And you look there's more volume to your hair with with that wig. So maybe figure out how to way to make your hair. Like the FDR wig, Colton Gunn. Because I was looking at him like, oh, he actually could be. With with that look, he could be, you know, he looks like MacGyver or something. Peter Avalon defeats Brandon Cutler in a singles match with Caesar and Nemeth nearby. This has actually surprised me because Brandon Cutler is the signed talent of the two of them to my knowledge if if not signed then at least one of them is best friends with vice presidents of the company and one of them is not currently signed uh long term maybe they're gonna run another one back i don't know i liked taz and excalibur leaning into the idea that they've run this match so many times Mentioning matches that took place on islands that were never that were never filmed, uh, so nobody nobody saw them. That's some sort of a Japanese wrestling me- uh, reference because he mentioned something about uh, 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 Antonio Inoki, uh, who, if we haven't had a chance to say R.I.P. R.I.P. Can't remember who we've eulogized and who we haven't on the show. The match was fine. It, it, it is goofy and fun and the type of thing that I'm in favor of. Uh, at some point, I'm going to release my list of, of tenets of Dark and what, what should be done on Dark. I know Joey Janela had a lot to say, and I respect uh, Joey Janela uh, because, number one, he's a guy from New Jersey, and that's the list of reasons I don't need any more. He's, he he was saying oh about the AR Fox Ray Phoenix match. Oh, this is what Dark should be, and I think I think he's correct, and this is what Dark should be more of. But I think there are about six or seven things you can be doing with Dark that maybe I will list someday. But it shouldn't all be squash matches. Some of them should be competitive matches. Some of them should be. Like this, a place to put something fun and goofy that would not uh, translate as well if it was on television. Uh, the Factory, that was Cole Carter and QT Marshall, defeat The Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Uh, Brian and Griff cannot use varsity any longer. That's a favor to them. They are adult men. They gotta stop talking about being on varsity teams. 
And I, and I said the same thing to the varsity athletes who now have the varsity trademark. Don't stop that. You are, you are grown-ass men. You can buy beer. Do not talk about being on varsity teams or being a, anything about varsity. I was kind of surprised that the Bonds lost, though. The factory don't necessarily need to be built up. The Blondes had a very good showing in in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., he also got the hot tag in this one. It didn't lead to the same thing it led to last time. But, hey, even though I did expect them to win there, I do like what's happening with Brian Pillman. I think you should build up Brian Pillman more as he's doing stuff on right now that's that are sort of you know crowd pleasing moments where he's fast and 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 uh you know revving that engine like the blonde that he is that guess I guess that's what blondes do what what is what is their identity as just the blondes? Are they are they like the blondes in those jokes? I don't think that that's very fun. I don't I don't think we should make fun of people's hair color. Are they Swedish? What if they're just always eating meatballs? That would be fun. But but there's got to be something that they are as blondes besides just blonde. What that second gear will be? How will they be able to adjective tiv eyes themselves I could try to re-say that word but I don't think it'll go any better they could try to give themselves an adjective but that would be an, another gear for them and I think that I think that Brian Pillman just keep him doing this for a while and then when you need a face or a heel he should be able to step up at that point Anna JAS defeated Co Nieves. Um, I'm sure I had some sort of thoughts about this match. I don't remember what they were. Um, Kip Sabian defeated Marcus Cross. I've talked enough about Mark uh, Kip Sabian. I don't. I don't feel like I need to say much more. Athena defeated Diam Diamante. Great to see Diamante. She had a good match with Tony Storm on the last unaired episode of, of Podcast Dark Elevation, PDE. Uh, I don't know what to say other than maybe the two of them could be a tag team, Athena and Diamante. This could be something that elevates both of them. I'm just saying. It's, both of them have an edge and they have nowhere to go right now. Put them together. They would, they would beat the hell out of a lot of people. Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Rico Gonzalez. This is fine for Hobbs to do for a little while. Uh, he did not make it into the tournament, which is a bummer because he was, I believe, in the last tournament, yes, and he lost to Orange Cassidy in the opening round. So this one he's not in. That is what it is for the time being. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get out of here because this because dynamite has already started. But uh, the Dark Order to beat beat some guys. 
I don't remember when. I don't. Oh, I know why they did it because it's a wrestling show. But Eddie Kingston and Ortiz, I talked a lot about them. They defeated A.R. Fox and Caleb Conley. I hope they got something in line for A.R. Fox. He's losing a lot, and he's really good. And he seems to always get the crowd involved. Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm defeat Emi Sakura and Mei Saruga. I think I'm going to go see Mei Saruga tomorrow at Wrestling Open. So I have that to look forward to. Uh, Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm are friends, even though they fought each other recently. Let's get some direction for that. I know Tony Storm has a has a feud set up. She's ready for full gear. Get Sheeta a thing to do. And then Blackpool Combat Club uh, defeated the Wingmen. Gonna be honest. Rushing through this. I don't even know if I watched that one. But that's the show. Tune in next week when hopefully I use my time better. And be sure to like and subscribe, all those things.